0: You're listening to the Bonfire Podcast, fanning the flames of the gospel to the ends of the world. Come on, let's dive into the word. Well, welcome into the Bonfire Podcast, everyone. We're so glad you're joining us this week for another episode. Um, if you are a first-time listener, we want to say thank you for stopping in and, and spending some time with us. What you're listening to is um, a Bible study podcast uh, put together by a father and son team, and we come here each week and we uh, uh, put together uh, just our thoughts and, and uh, prayerful consideration to the Word of God and bring that to you guys' as audience and uh, put that on in a podcast form. And so we hope that you'll find that. Uh, This series uh, or this podcast uh, episode to be beneficial to you. We hope that you'll go back and check out some of our our recent episodes and kind of get caught up on all of those. And then, if you're a longtime listener, again, we just want to say thank you for continuing to listen. And we would ask that you would please uh, tell a friend if you're really enjoying the Bonfire Podcast. Tell somebody, tell tell a family member, tell a friend. Um, share uh, the video. You can go to our Facebook page and you can share that video. That'll put it on your Facebook page, and that will um, allow people that you're friends with to see it. And so, we really need your help uh, getting the word out uh, and about. So, again, to our listeners, just a, a strong word of thanks uh, for uh, listening uh, today. Again, if you're a first time listener, you picked a good lesson uh, to to stop in on a, a good episode to start with. We're going to be uh, talking about heaven. And on our last episode, Dad, you know, we talked about Heaven Is. That Mm -hmm. was our episode last week and uh, really got into uh, describing uh, the reality of heaven, what it's going to be like, um, talking about the beauty and the glory of heaven. And so, um, you know, we, we spent um, a, a whole episode on that, and we obviously couldn't do justice just in that episode. And so we're coming back again today in a little bit different style, and mm-hmm. uh, we're going to do kind of a question-and-answer session. Right. And so we've come up with, you know, these questions that we feel like people want to know about heaven. Mm-hmm. And I'll ask you a question and get your answer about about it, and then you can ask me a question sure. and kind of go yeah. back and forth in that, that manner. And again, for those of you listening, we hope that these are some of the very questions that you have. Uh, and that you would like to have answered about heaven if if you're listening and we don't happen to get to the question that you have feel free to email us uh, you can send us an email at bonefireministries at gmail.com just shoot us a quick email and say my question on heaven is this and uh, we'll be sure to to try and get to that question and maybe add it in our next episode right. um, because I think we're gonna probably need a couple episodes to get through all the question mm-hmm. answers that's right uh, that we have on heaven so uh, please uh, reach out to us and let us know uh, if we didn't get to the question that you uh, had. And so, again, just a different format for us this week. Uh, this one's going to be kind of, I guess, more laid back and casual right. uh, th- than we normally are, Dad. So uh, we'll get started. And and you know, one of the first questions that came to my mind uh, when I was thinking about what people want to know about heaven uh, was what will we look like in heaven? Yeah. Can you help our listeners understand oh. what, what does the
1: Bible tell us that we'll look like sure. in heaven? Well, we will look like ourselves, except our resurrected bodies will have the characteristics of Jesus's resurrected body. You know, Scripture promises that our resurrected bodies will be like Jesus's resurrected body over in 1 John 3, 2. You know, we talked about this just several months ago. The Bible says, Beloved, now we are children of God, and it has not appeared as yet what we will be. We know that when he appears, we will be like him. In other words, be like Jesus, because we will see Him just as He is. Now, over in Colossians 1.18, Paul referred to Jesus' resurrection as the firstborn from the dead. It's interesting that the word translated firstborn comes from the Greek word from which we get our English word prototype. Whenever a manufacturer builds a new automobile or airplane, they first build a prototype. Every other car... And plain is then patterned after that first one. In the same way, Jesus's resurrection body was an example of what our bodies are going to be like. Just as Jesus's body was a physical body following his resurrection, so will our resurrected bodies be physical. Now, as an evidence that Jesus's resurrected body was a physical body, when Jesus first appeared to his disciples following his resurrection, Thomas was not with the disciples that saw Jesus. And when the other disciples told Thomas that they had seen the Lord, Thomas told them that he would not believe it unless he saw the print of the nails in Jesus' hands and put his fingers into the print of the nails and put his hand into Jesus' side. Because of his statement, he has since been called Doubting Thomas. Well, John chapter twenty verse twenty six tells us that eight days later Jesus appeared to his disciples again, except this time Thomas was there. John twenty twenty seven says that Jesus said to Thomas, "Reach your finger here and look at my hands, and reach your hand here and put it into my side. Do not be unbelieving, but believing." Jesus' body was a physical body, a body that could be seen and felt. As a matter of fact, when Jesus appeared to his disciples, Luke chapter 24, verses 38 and 39, has Jesus saying to them, Why are you troubled, and why do doubts arise in your hearts? Behold my hands and my feet, that it is I myself. Handle me and see, for a spirit does not have flesh and bone as you see me have." So Jesus had a physical body. However, even though Jesus' resurrected body was a physical body, it was different than his body before his resurrection. And likewise, our resurrected body, even though it will be a physical body, it will be different as well. Over in 1 Corinthians fifteen forty-two through 44, the apostle Paul said, so also is the resurrection of the dead. It is sown a perishable body. It is raised an imperishable body. It is sown in dishonor. It is raised in glory. It is sown in weakness. It is raised in power. It is sown a natural body. It is raised a spiritual body. If there is a natural body, there is also a spiritual body. Now, that's what Paul said. It's interesting that the Greek word for body used here is soma. Uh, In every instance in the New Testament, soma refers to a physical body. So when Paul used soma in verse 44 in reference to the natural body and the spiritual body, he made it clear that our resurrection bodies would be just as physical as our natural bodies are physical. But just because our heavenly bodies will be physical doesn't mean that they will be physical in the same way our earthly bodies are. For example, our earthly bodies decay, our heavenly bodies will endure. Our earthly bodies are infected with sin, our heavenly bodies will be free from sin. Our earthly bodies are weak. Our heavenly bodies will be powerful. Our earthly bodies are for the old earth. Our heavenly bodies are for heaven. And of course, one day, heaven's going to come down upon this earth when there's a new earth, the new earth. So our heavenly bodies will be fitted for eternity. Now, considering these differences, some may be wondering, will we eat and drink in heaven? Will we wear clothes in heaven? I mean, you've asked me about what we'll look like, so I'm going to get to that. Well, as with all questions about our resurrection bodies, we must look at the resurrection of Jesus for answers, since he is the pattern, the prototype type of our resurrected bodies in regard to eating the new testament records three specific occasions that the resurrected jesus shared a meal with his disciples even before his death and resurrection jesus promised his disciples that they would gather at his banquet table and feast with him during the millennial kingdom which will occur after the saints of god are resurrected so we're going to eat and we're going to be tasting perfect food why I gave my little granddaughter about a week ago some gala apples now boy i like gala apples they're sweet they got a crunch to them you know they're just about the perfect apple uh, to me but you know what when we get to heaven we've not tasted a perfect apple yet wait till we get there and i always tease people and say since i like banana pudding that when we get to heaven there's got to be banana pudding and if it's any better than my mom used to make boy it's going to be good and it'll be perfect we're going to eat in heaven and i imagine the foods that we're going to eat is going to be so delicious better than anything we've ever had down here on this earth. Well, this promise that Jesus said that we would eat with him at at a banquet table, uh, it indicates that we too will share meals with Jesus and the disciples in their new bodies. And you know what? We'll also wear clothes in heaven. A lot of people say, well, Adam and Eve, before they sinned, they didn't wear clothes. They were naked. Well, they were clothed with the glory of God, you can be sure. But they weren't embarrassed by their nakedness. But I don't think we're going to be naked in heaven. I mean, there's a lot of reason for us to believe that that's not so. When John saw the resurrected Christ on Patmos, Jesus, over in Revelation one thirteen. You know, the Bible says that he was clothed in a robe reaching to the feet and girded across his chest with a golden sash. And in Revelation 3, 5, when Christ spoke to the church at Sardis, he told them, He who overcomes will thus be clothed in white garments. Revelation nineteen eight tells us that when the bride of Christ, the church, is presented to Jesus at his second coming, we, we're the bride of Christ, we will be clothed in fine linen, bright and clear. In addition to eating and drinking in heaven and wearing clothes, we'll also retain our sexual identity in our new bodies. Jesus wasn't genderless after his resurrection. No one mistook him for a woman. He's referred to in his resurrected state with male pronouns. We'll never be genderless because human bodies aren't genderless. The point of the resurrection is that we will have real human bodies essentially linked to our original ones. Our resurrection bodies will also be perfect, free from disease, decay, and death. Think about it. Cancer, heart attacks, strokes will be a thing of the past. So will blindness and deafness and paralysis. Missing limbs will be restored. We will be perfect in every way. Johnny Erickson Tada, who is paralyzed, said, Can you imagine the hope this gives to someone with spinal cord injuries like me? Or someone who is cerebral palsy, brain injured, or who has multiple sclerosis? Imagine the hope this gives to someone who is manic depressive. No other religion, no other philosophy promises new bodies, hearts, and minds. Only in the gospel of Christ do hurting people find such incredible hope. Words spoken by a woman that's paralyzed, looking forward to her new body. Well, what about our present physical characteristics? Will a short person now be taller in heaven? You know, I'm pretty short, about five foot seven and a half. And uh, I've often wondered, will I be taller? Well, I don't know. It doesn't matter uh, if I'll be taller or not. Will a white person be white in heaven? Will a black person be black in heaven? Well, God will decide what our perfect bodies will look like, but we shouldn't assume they will all look alike. Different heights and weights seem as likely as different skin colors. And racial identities will continue in heaven. I mean, I'm white. When I get to heaven, I'll be white. My black brothers are black. They will be black when they get to heaven. Revelation 7, 9, John says about heaven, After these things I looked, and behold, a great multitude, which no one could number, of all nations, tribes, peoples, and tongues, standing before the Lamb clothed with white robes, with palm branches in their hands. Regardless of how we will look, you know what? When we get to heaven, we won't look in a mirror and wish we a different nose and ears and hair. We won't have to try to look beautiful. We will be beautiful. Now, This may get you to thinking about how old will will appear to be in heaven. Will a child who dies at age six appear that age in heaven? Will a man who's 70 years old appear to be 70 years of age in heaven? Well, our bodies will probably be resurrected at an ideal, youthful, and mature age. Though we can't be sure, many theologians believe we will be in our 30s because 30 is considered the peak of perfection, both mentally and physically. It was the age when the Old Testament priests began their ministry and when Christ began his public ministry. But what about those who are younger than 30 when they die? Maybe like children. Well, I guess here we will have something to look forward to. I think that it is possible that children will be allowed to grow up in heaven, a childhood that would be enviable. Believing parents will presumably be allowed to see their children to grow up. Isn't that wonderful for those of you that lost children at childbirth? One more thing about heaven, and this doesn't apply to how we will look, but it does in regard to who we will be. In heaven, I will be me, and you will be you. After his resurrection, when Jesus appeared to his disciples, he said in Luke 24, 39, It is I myself. They knew him as Jesus. In heaven... We will be called by our present names. The names of God's children are written in the Lamb's book of life. In heaven, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob will be called by their names, and I will be called by my name, and you will be called by your name. Now, Matt, what will we do for all eternity in heaven?
0: Oh, that's a great question, and so... As I was thinking about that question, um, there's several things that we're going to do. The, the first thing that comes to mind is that we are going to worship. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're going to worship. It's going to be a, a worshipful experience. And, you know, I think all of us can think about, uh, those of us who, who go to church can think of uh, going to, to worship and, and being in a service where you feel the Spirit of God move and, mm-hmm. and you kind of feel like you get swept up to heaven in that, that service. Right. Uh, just imagine that on, on steroids. You know, oh, yeah. a times a thousand is what we're going to be doing there. When we read uh revelation uh, 5 we see that it says then i looked and i heard uh, the voice of many angels numbering thousands upon thousands and 10,000s and 10,000s and they encircled the throne and the living creatures and the elders and in a loud voice they sing worthy is the lamb who was slain to receive power and wealth and wisdom and strength and honor and glory and praise mm-hmm. then i heard every creature in heaven and earth and under earth and on the sea and all that was in them sing, to him who sits on the throne and the Lamb be praise, honor, glory, and power forever and ever. And then the four living creatures said, Amen, and the elders fell down in worship. That's Revelation 5, 11 through 14. We also see again in Revelation 7, Dad, you just referenced this uh, verse uh, here, uh, 9 and 10. It says, After this I looked, and there uh, before me was a great multitude. And then no one could count from every nation, tribe, people, language, uh, standing before the throne and in front of the Lamb. And they cried out in a loud voice Salvation belongs to our God who sits on the throne. And to the Lamb. And so, you know, we're going to have just the best time worshiping. Um, you know, I, I like to I think back about uh, some of those song services we used to have where we just uh, sit around and sing hymns and, and praise. Um, it's going to be like that. It's going to be like the best revival that you've ever uh, been to. Um, it's just going to be a time of worship and praise that we're going to spend in, in heaven. So that's the first thing I see that we're going to do. And then I also see that we're going to have fellowship in heaven. And you just referenced, uh, you know, the eating. Now, obviously, there's going to be a, a feast that's going to be had there in heaven. And, mm-hmm. you know, Dad, you, when you were talking, um, I just thought, I think one of the first uh, one of those meals that are uh, times Jesus ate after he was resurrected was was fish, if I remember correct. Mm-hmm. And I'm so I'm looking forward to the fish fry in heaven, because I, right. I feel yeah. like this is going to be the best fish fry ever. Yeah. And if you live here in the South, you know how we love fish fries. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I just see a heavenly fish fry is going to be something that I look forward uh, to taking part in. So That's we're going right. to fellowship. Um, I look to uh, Hebrews uh, 12, and Hebrews 12 we see, but... But you have come to the Mount Zion, to the heavenly Jerusalem, the city of the living God. You have come to thousands upon thousands of angels in joyful assembly, to the church of the firstborn, whose names are written in heaven, to the spirits of the righteous men made perfect. And so we're going to be joined by believers Mm -hmm. uh, who are uh, there in heaven. We're going to be joined by the heavenly host Mm -hmm. uh, that are going to be there. And it's just going to be a great time of fellowship Mm -hmm. and, and worship, as I've already said, and um, the next thing that came to mind dad is that we're going to serve and uh, you know I think everyone uh, thinks that you get to heaven and you hear the you want to hear the statement well good well mm-hmm. done uh, that good and faithful servant uh, but that doesn't mean that you're just going to be able to retire right you know the bible clearly says in revelations chapter 7 uh, verse t- verse 15 that uh, they are before the throne of God and serve him day and night uh, in his temple and again in revelation 23 it says no longer will there be any curse we talked about that last week Mm -hmm. and the throne of god and the lamb will be in the city, and his servants will serve him. That's right. Revelation 22, verse 3. So, um, you know, God is not only worthy of our worship, but he's also uh, worthy to be served. Mm -hmm. And if we're going to be serving God in heaven, then that must mean that God has prepared some good work for us to do. That's right. We know that the Bible teaches that he has prepared good works for us to do here on earth. Mm -hmm. And I think the same could be said there in heaven. Mm -hmm. You know, there's going to be assignments that we're given. There's going to be things that we're going to be responsible for. Mm -hmm. Um, that we're going to do while we're there in heaven. And all of that's going to be service uh, to God. The good thing will be, as that verse says, though, uh, there will be no curse. So even though we try our best to serve God down here, many times we fall short in serving God because the curse is here. Um, But we'll be absence of that curse in heaven. And so our service will be perfect.
1: Yeah, I want to throw in something here. You know, a lot of people down here on earth, they don't like their jobs. Yeah. But when we get to heaven, we're going to love what God gives us to do. We're have, going to love what he gives us to do. That's exactly right. And that's that actually flows into my next
0: uh, thing that I was thinking about. It says we will work. Mm-hmm. And so um, you said we'll serve and, and work. But, yeah, there, there's kind of two different things that I see here. So uh, when I see work, uh, we read about this uh, in the new heaven, and the new earth, in Isaiah 65. It says they will build houses and dwell in them. They will plant vineyards and eat their fruits. My chosen ones will long enjoy the works of their hand. They will not toil in vain or bear children doomed for misfortune. They will be a people blessed by the Lord. That's Isaiah 65, 21 through 23. The interesting thing in that uh, verse uh, or set of verses there is it says not toil. Right, mm-hmm. so we know that at the beginning of of time, God created man and uh, to work, mm-hmm. and He placed a man in the midst of the Garden of Eden and said, "You want, you need to work. You need to take care of all of this." Mm-hmm. And work was enjoyable, as you just you know uh, were talking about, mm-hmm. and uh, that all got messed up when sin came into the right. world. Right, mm-hmm. that was part of the curse that we now we're going to have to toil uh, for our, our labor, mm-hmm. and so we're going to be able to work in heaven and, and not have to worry about the, the toiling. Uh, that occurs um, because the curse will be removed there in heaven. Mm-hmm. I also see that we're going to rest. And so Isaiah 57, 2 says, those who walk uprightly enter into peace, they find rest as they lie in death. That's again, 57, verse 2. And then we read in Revelations fourteen thirteen. then I heard a voice from heaven say, "Right, blessed are the dead who die in the Lord from now on. Yes, says the Spirit, they will rest from their labor, for their deeds will follow them, mm-hmm. Revelations 14 uh, 13 there. So um, we're going to rest. It's going to be a time of of uh, relaxation. Um, mm-hmm. Obviously, we've got a job to do, and we're going to be working, right. um, but it's going to be this kind of blissful rest that we're going to be in right. while we're in heaven.
1: Yeah. You know, some people, they lay down at night, and they're, they're so wired and keyed up that— uh, even though their body is still in the bed, they really don't get good rest. But we're not going to have anything on our mind to worry us in heaven. There's not going to be anything that's so hard to do that it, it, it causes us to freak out because we got to do this tomorrow because we're going to enjoy what we do. We're going to be able to layer Lay down and just rest. And, you know, will we be spending a lot of time sleeping? I don't know. But we're going to get to rest, like you said. And
0: the last thing I saw that we would do is that we will rule. Uh, When we read in Genesis uh, 1, 28, uh, we learn about the first man and the first woman. And uh, God blessed them and said unto them, be fruitful and increase in number. Fill the earth and subdue it. Rule over the fish of the sea and the birds of the air and over every living creature that moves on the ground. So men and women were originally created to rule and reign over the old earth. Mm -hmm. And in heaven, we're going to rule and reign with Christ over the new heaven and the new earth. Jesus says in Revelation 3.21, to him who overcomes, I will give the right to sit with me on my throne. Yeah. Think about that. That's right. Right? Because uh, that's just an amazing statement there that we will have the right to sit on the throne with Jesus Christ. And um, it it goes on to say in uh, Revelation 5.10, what it says about believers, it says, You have been made to be a kingdom, a priest to serve our God, and they will rule and reign on earth. And again, in Revelation 22, verses 4 and 5, it says, They will see his face, and his name will be written on their foreheads. And they will reign forever and ever. Mm-hmm. And so we're going to rule um, when we're in heaven. So we're going to worship. We're going to fellowship. We're going to serve. We're going to work. We're going to rest. We're going to rule. And and so that's all the things that I can say from a biblical standpoint. And yeah. then I got to talk about my personal standpoint. So, mm-hmm. you know, um, the I can't find scripture to reference this, but this is just me thinking out of my head. You know, I think that... Uh, uh, First thing I'm gonna do in heaven, and I was gonna do a cartwheel down the streets of gold. I yeah. can't do a cartwheel on this earth, but right. I feel like I could do one in heaven. Oh yeah, <laughs> <That's right. laughs> and uh, and and that cartwheel is gonna be taking me right to see Jesus. You know, mm-hmm. I, I think that uh, I'm gonna stand in awe. Um, as I get to look on the face of the one who saved me by his grace. Right. I like to use that line all the time. And so it's just going to be an amazing time there to, to look upon our Savior, um, the one, again, who died for us and has done so much for us and has has been this anchor and this uh, this hope that we've been able to hold on to through all of life's tough situations, to be able to look at that person in the face and to to be with them and to, to fellowship with them. That's going to be amazing. So uh, I, I just see myself being in awe. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, we talked about the beauty of heaven. And, yeah, I want to see the the streets of gold and the the beautiful uh, crystal river of life. But I'm just more excited about getting to look at Jesus and, and see him and uh, to to say thank you for right. what he did for me. That's what I'm going to do for eternity is Absolutely. be thankful.
1: Absolutely. Just rejoice. And uh, in addition to rejoicing with the Lord Jesus, rejoicing with others in heaven, we know, too. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, very true. Well, Matt, uh, what about uh, time? Will time no longer exist in heaven? You know that's a that's a good question because
0: uh, you know I think we even sing a few hymns that talk about where time, you know uh, is no longer uh, but there's really nothing in the bible that really speaks strongly to the fact that that heaven is absent of time. Mm-hmm. You know, we're going to live for eternity, but we're still finite beings, right? Mm-hmm. And only God is the one who is timeless. Right. And so um you know, I still feel that time is going to be there and I, I point to a couple of things that that point to that when we look at Luke uh, chapter 15 verse 7, you know, it clearly says that there is a sequence of of time uh, on earth that is known in heaven because uh, the the heavens rejoice at uh, the sight of someone who accepts Jesus as their Lord and Savior, mm-hmm. and so there there's this connection of what's happening here on earth to what's happening there on heaven. And then I also look at uh, Revelation uh, chapter six, nine, and eleven, and this is where uh, they open up that fifth seal, and the martyrs are there, and the martyrs uh, you know cry out and say, "How long?" Um, How long is it going to be before, you know, the evil that we were done to us is repaid to those on earth? Right. And they're told that they need to wait a little longer. Mm -hmm. Uh, Waiting involves a passing of time. Mm -hmm. And so I see throughout the Bible that there's this connection, particularly in the book of Revelation, to uh, a sequence of events happening in heaven and then subsequently following out on earth. And so I feel like there's going to be time that's there. Now, the point of this, uh, or I guess the real crux of the issue is, is time going to matter? Right. 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 And I I really think that's what people uh, probably are are more keen on is, yeah, there's going to be some measure of time. There's going to be music in heaven and music has to have timing to it. Um, But is time going to matter? And I would say no, because if you think about what we've just gone through, the beauty of this place, what we're going to do, worshiping and fellowshipping and serving and and all of these uh, wonderful things. The purpose of time here on earth is to keep us on schedule, uh, mm-hmm. to make sure that we meet certain things that we have to do. Mm-hmm. Um, when you're in heaven, there, is, there isn't necessarily a schedule that you've got to be on. You, your, your day is – you're going to be worshiping, you're going to be celebrating, you're going to be praising, you're going to be serving – Uh, And I just don't see that time is really going to matter when we're in heaven. But there will still be some connection to time because we know that there is that connection between what's going on in heaven and what's going on in
1: earth. Right. That's exactly right. You know, I think uh, going back on something you talked about earlier about what we'll be doing in heaven, uh, the Bible depicts heaven, you know, in Revelation 21 and 22 as New Jerusalem. And, of course, New Jerusalem coming down upon a brand new earth. And... New Jerusalem is a city, and it's a city with streets. And obviously, it's a a city that the Father's house is there, the, the grand mansion of our Father, and there will be room for all of God's children. But when I think about a city, I think of I think of culture, I think of entertainment, I think of parks. I uh, you know you think about the big. Uh, New York City, it's got that the the big Central Park there, where people can get outside the busy city streets and and look at the beauty of nature. And I really think that the Garden of Eden has been transplanted to heaven, and will be on the new earth. And, and we'll be able to enjoy those cultural refinements, and people there will be artists, and there will be people that will be culinary chefs, and, and there will be the Christian entertainment, the entertainment that praises God and lifts God up. I think we're going to be busy having a lot of things to do in heaven, right along with worship and all these other things that you mentioned about serving. I mean, today, in today's time, we work, uh, most people work a eight-hour, nine-hour day job, and, and then they come home and they take that time to rest they take that time to worship the lord and of course we're to worship the lord every day and then we enjoy time with our family on the weekends and go to cultural events to parks and etc i think we're going to be able to do all of that in heaven too because i believe that is one thing about heaven being a city we know what a city is down here Mm. yeah
0: yeah we Very true. And so, you know, I'm just looking forward uh, to to heaven. We we talked about three questions, Dad, and I think we're going to wrap up this episode uh, here uh, shortly. And, and we're going to come back for that second episode because we've got just more questions that we want to get to and want to make sure that we give them uh, good justice to get through. And so, um, again, I'd encourage everyone listening that if you would, um, go ahead and shoot us an email or contact us via Facebook and ask us a question about heaven. We'd love to be able to, uh, take your question in. And if you want to tell us who you are and even maybe where you're from, we can also, uh, record that, uh, on the next episode and, and give you a little shout out for your question coming in. And um just look forward to uh talking about heaven more and um you know it's just going to be a great and wonderful place uh, to think about you know what we're going to look like uh what we're going to do and then you know the fact that we're very schedule based and stuck on time here now and time's really not going to matter uh when we're spending eternity just worshiping god so mm-hmm. those are some great uh, biblical truths to think about uh
1: when it comes to heaven and so uh dad if you would just pray us out of here today sure Our Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you. We had this opportunity to talk about heaven, your eternal home and our eternal home. And our Lord, we pray that uh, the people that are listening to this podcast, there might be some, Lord, that are not uh, registered in heaven. Their name's not in the Lamb's Book of Life, Lord, and and they're not a citizen of heaven already. Uh, Matt and I, we have a dual citizenship. Yes, we're citizens of the United States, but we're citizens of heaven, and so And so, Lord, there are plenty of people perhaps listening that they don't have that dual citizenship. They're not citizens of heaven. And Father, I pray that you would speak to those seeing how much you love us and what you prepared for us, Lord, and the fact that you prepared the devil for prepared hell for the devil and his angels. Help us to remember your great love for us to prepare heaven for us. And it's only uh, people's choice to go to hell by rejecting what you did to bring about salvation through your son. I pray, God, that there will be people today that will ask you to forgive them of their sins out of what jesus did for them on the cross will commit their life to live for the lord jesus and ask you to be their lord as well as their savior and lord and so doing get their name written in that lamb's book of life where they can go to heaven and spend an eternity there rejoicing with our savior and worshiping you and we ask all this in jesus name and we love you Amen. amen thank you for listening to this
0: episode of the bonfire podcast we encourage you to subscribe wherever you stream your podcast content. Also, be sure to rate us on iTunes and Facebook so that others will know about the podcast. If you have a question that you'd like to see us address on an episode, feel free to email us at bonefireministries at gmail.com.